This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Ty D. Butler, that's Twitter. Ty D. Butler, Instagram as well. 800-919-3776. That is the phone line for you to join the conversation. Spent the first hour talking about Aaron Rodgers and the sweepstakes. I I understand it, it being annoying, having to wait, but... Like my favorite book says, good things come to those who wait. Have patience. Have patience. You got a chance to add, to add to your team one of the best ever. I, and I just think about, remember last year, so through 11 games, the Jets are 7-4. and four, I was excited. I, I had bought into the team because you get to 7-4, and four, it would take a, you know, a catastrophic disaster for you to miss the playoffs. And, you know, that happened. But... You add now just serviceable, average quarterback play to this team, and they make the playoffs last year. And you get guys returning from injury. I don't, Brees Hall is an exceptional talent from what we saw. I don't know how he's going to be one year removed from the injury. It might take him some time to get back into the swing of things. You should be, see these running backs get hurt, and they don't regain form for you know one or two years. So... We would have to exude some patience when it comes to him. The Jets still have to shore up that offensive line, which Joe Douglas, for all the magic he's done elsewhere outside of the quarterback, the offensive line continues to be a mess. Now, part of it is, you know, Makai Becton just can't stay on the field. And AVT, him going out, who could have seen that happening? But you really have to improve that offensive line because I don't care who's back there. You get the same level of, uh, of offensive line play you had last year, you're not going anywhere. You are not going anywhere. But one can dream about the Jets possibly making a run if, if you have a quarterback like this. And it's just it, it's frustrating to me. And, look, you can disagree with me all you want. That makes for good radio. and We can have a, a healthy dialogue. It's frustrating to me that every year we don't really have much to look forward to. There's nothing to really be excited about. It's, okay, what can Sam Darnold become? What can... Uh, Zach Wilson become Ryan Fitzpatrick. We had no idea he was going to put one of the best quarterback seasons uh, together in 2015. So that just came by surprise. But entering a season, when's the last time we came in with with that level of excitement? I guess 2011 when you had just been coming off of that loss to Pittsburgh in the playoffs in the AFC Championship game. But you add that guy, Rodgers, to this mix. Just think about how much fun that would be. And yes, it does come with some baggage. It's not the perfect situation. But if if you give me a chance to, to win a Super Bowl, I, I'm not signing up for that. You must be out your mind. Let's go to Brooklyn, my old stomping grounds, and talk to Jose. What up, Jose? How's it going, Ty? Oh, it's going, it's going well, man. Talk to me. I gotta give you some props here. You're definitely one of my favorite radio personalities. Appreciate that, man. The, the word "rising star" is not is definitely not enough because I've definitely seen you come up to the ranks, and you're you're pretty awesome. Thank you so much, but, Jose. My 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 fear is is you know living in a sports radio world, you know we we get into this place where we have to prove our take has to be right at all times every single day, and it it, it gets to a point where it's like. I don't know whether I, – I, I understand Rogers the talent, 
But everything else has to be part of that package too. Like what? And Let me hear. Like you know, like not showing, like you know, not showing up and building continuity with your wide receivers. Because I'm not going to blame Garrett Wilson for dropping passes in the beginning of the season if Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. Very fair. I'm going to I'm going to blame Aaron Rodgers because of the fact that he didn't come to OTAs. He played this long drawn out game where he pretty much didn't show up until the beginning of training camp. That's fair. And that's kind of my concern. And that's kind of the real reason that Green Bay got off to a slow start and not his broken hand. Well, so listen, I, I, Jose, I'll let you finish. Green Bay was 3-1 and one before they went to London and played the Giants. And they were winning that game late. The Giants made a couple of big plays. And then for, at the forced fumble, broke his thumb. Then the season pretty much fell apart after that before they went on that late run and, and, and lost to the Lions. So they still, through the first four games, they were 3-1. and one. Did you remember the first game of yeah. the season for them against Minnesota, uh, Christian Watson had a wide-open touchdown on, I, I believe it was the first possession of the game, dropped yeah. it, and that changed all the momentum. But they did start 3-1. and one. They did start 3-1. and I, one. I get that, but you, they, they should start 3-1 and one in the division that's with the Bears and with the Lions and the Vikings. I, I can't I, – I'm one of those that, like, if we're going to mention the MVPs and everything else, then the the, stat, the the standard to compare him next to is Tom Brady, and I just don't see the comparison. And that's just where I kind of fall off, and I just say, you know what? Give me the safer choice. Give me the more responsible choice. And, yes, Zach Wilson uh, being a motivating factor, yes, because he is – when you pick someone wrong, it sets you back for five years. And picking Aaron Rodgers is just a two-year fix or a one-year fix where you're still trying to be committed to Zach Wilson. And that's going to be the worst thing for the Jet fans, the fan base and the Jet fans. I'm well, sorry. I, I appreciate the love. I appreciate the call, Jose. If, if we are doing the exercise – of we are we are not going to acquire quarterback because he's not Tom Brady. Then I'm sorry, we're doing the exercise wrong. Like, like anyone we put up against Tom Brady is not winning that fight. If we're gonna say, yeah, you know what, I measure him up to Brady and he's not Brady, so I want no parts of him. I'll go with the safer choice car. Then we're doing the exercise wrong. Come on, I, I I will say this because uh, you know a lot of people are are taking exception to the to the Rogers thing. Look, what is fair? Age being a factor, thirty nine. You know it, it, the the threat of some injury happening. I get it. Also, leadership being a question because that has surfaced the last couple of years, and we've heard. Guys talk about it. Is he the best leader in that locker room when things aren't going well? And I mentioned the body language on the field, which a lot of quarterbacks do, but it just feels like there's more, there's a lot more in it with Rodgers. It feels like he's he, he's more passionate about, you know, showing guys up on the field. On, on the sidelines, the, the, the type of energy he has can, can be a question. So there, there are legitimate reasons to have trepidation about it. I just think that that is outweighed by what the ceiling this team could be if you add him. And the upside to me is is larger than what the potential downside is. So that's where I fall on Rogers. Let's go to the money truck. Alan, you, what money truck, what does that mean? 
Oh yeah, bro. Oh yeah, I work for an armor truck company. Oh okay. How's that so going? I'm at, Good. So I'm at work. Yeah, I'm at work right now. That's what. That's what it is. Are, are they going to be upset with you for being at oh, work nah, with you, yeah. all the responsibilities nah, you have? I'm going to say the company name. As long as I say the company name, I'm in the. I'm in. I'm in the good. All right. So let's hear it. Bring it. What you got? All right, Ty, my guy. Yo, you started with the machine gun funk, man. You was like, that didn't go. You was letting <laughs> it go on Michael K first, then you went to your guy Dave. Man, you started off. Yo, you started off on fire today. Man, I was, I was, listen, I, 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 am very fortunate. Those guys invited me on the show. K knows I love him. That, that's, that's the yeah, big, that's the big homie right there. But he was right. talking, he was talking crazy about my jets. So I had to, you know, I had to check him a little bit. But it's all love. It's all love. What's up? What's up, Alan? All right, so boom, right? That Derek Carr stuff. I agree with Justin. Yeah, put that guy in the bathroom, man, because. Nah, I'm good off him. <laughs> good off him. This guy hasn't. He made the playoff one time, lost that, and he can never make the playoffs. And everybody saying it's the Raiders. I don't care if you're that good, you can make the playoffs. I'm sorry, and Mahomes. I don't know why people saying they don't really want Rodgers because it's like Rodgers before Mahomes. It was Aaron Rodgers. Like everybody said, Aaron Rodgers was that guy. The skill set wise, like skill set wise, he is better than Brady. Like and when he did have a top ten defense, he won a Super Bowl. So let, let's get this man a top five, top seven defense with the Jets. We got pieces. I think he's going to run it up. I think he could run it up. I, the, only thing I'm worried about, the only thing I'm worried about, though, is because, you know, his, his drug intake, the higher washers <laughs> and stuff. So maybe his body can break. But, you know, that's the only thing I'm worried about, his body, because he doesn't take care of it like Brady does. That's well, it. listen, I mean, he's out here winning MVPs. Appreciate the call, Allen, from the money truck. Don't get in trouble at work. He's winning MVPs, so we don't know when that started. I, I, another legitimate question I will have, too, when we talk about his leadership is how does he approach having, you know, Robert Sala, who's, who will be in, only in, what is it, year three entering next season. Like, Is there a sense of, you know, I'm more accomplished than you, you listen to me, or does he abide by the, you know, team hierarchy and the power rankings where the head coach is the leader of the football team and you allow him to do his thing? I'm interested to see how that dynamic works. Now, having Nathaniel Hackett, a guy he's, he's worked with before and he seems to really enjoy, uh, you know, having that type of relationship with on the sidelines, that helps matters. But, yeah, like I said, there are there are some concerns. I'm not going to che- pretend like it's all gravy, like it's all rainbows. There's a lot of work to be done on the team itself from a roster construction standpoint. Rodgers has to come in here with the right attitude. He's he's, he's an aging quarterback, so you know, you got to protect him. It's not a slam dunk. It's just that it puts you in the best position you've been in since when. Because I think he immediately, as from a talent standpoint, the best quarterback you've ever had. And I'm not saying, you know, he obviously has to come in here and accomplish some things, but just from a strictly talent standpoint, no one's ever been more accomplished on the center for, for this Jet franchise. In the car is Aaron. What's up, Aaron? Hey, Taekwondo in the dojo once again. I love it. What's up, How you man? doing, man? Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. What's up? Talk to me. All right. First of all, shout out to the company, of course. Uh, but if you remember uh, a few months ago during the season, I had a little back and forth with you on Twitter, and I was saying that I was against bringing Aaron Rodgers in because I was worried about the assets that the Jets would have to give up to Green Bay in order to bring him in. Now, here we are a few months after the fact, and call me a flip-flop, call me a fraud. I don't care. I've changed my tune. Bring me Aaron Rodgers, there please. This, this team has been so bad for so long. Um, you know, the quarterback play has has so much to do with it. 
And you brought up Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, that's a, that's a big factor also. Like, he couldn't help Russ cook, but we've seen it work with Rodgers. And Derek Carr, I mean, he doesn't have a great track record of playing in the cold. Last time I checked, it's pretty cold in New Jersey in January. So I don't think I don't think Derek Carr really moves the needle for us. Well, yeah, and listen, I, I appreciate the call. I will push back on that last point about Carr. I mean, he went to Fresno State and he played in Vegas. <laughs> so in Vegas and Oakland. He, so he wasn't exactly a quarterback that had to play in the cold weather. So I do think uh, that stat is, is a little misleading about you know his numbers in the cold weather. I, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't have any issues with Derek Carr as the quarterback. Like if that's the fallback plan, sure, sign me up. It's an upgrade. I want no parts of Ryan Tannehill and Jimmy Garoppolo. Those are the two guys I don't want, which is the scary situation because you don't end up with Rodgers or Carr. What do you do? You can't, you can't under any circumstance bring Zach Wilson back. His confidence has to be completely shot, not just because of what happened last year when you're benching him, and not just benching him, but inactive in the biggest games of the season. But he, his name hasn't even been mentioned. We're just all publicly, and the, the owner's doing it. Everyone's talking about just upgrading a quarterback while he's still on the roster, so that's very awkward. 800-919-3776. We'll get to your phone calls as well. And I also have an idea on how we fix load management. In the NBA, as we get set for the quote-unquote second half of the season, regular season is about 22, 23 games left, but second half being you got the playoffs that feels like run for nine months. So we'll talk some basketball as well. Ty D. Butler on Twitter and Instagram. We're going until 10 o'clock right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. We're talking about how, how do you end up with two under two? Ty Butler going until 10 o'clock right here on 98.7 ESPN. We'll get back to the phone lines at 800-919-3776 and hit us up on social media, Ty D. Butler, Twitter, and Instagram. So the NBA, second half of the season, about to tip off. And if, at least here locally, it, the, the conversation has changed from what it was a couple years ago because – usually it's the Nets preparing for a deep playoff run. Kevin Durant coming back from injury, Kyrie, can they win a championship? And with the Knicks, it's like, ah, you know, they're trying to end the season strong. But the Knicks right now going for that five spot, 22 games left. They're three games behind the Nets. So they have a legitimate shot at catching them, and I think that's really their only path to winning a first-round playoff series. They're drawing dead against Philly, Milwaukee, and Boston. But if you get into a series with Cleveland, who I would still favor because they've got – 
the best players in the series, uh, that still would present the Knicks with the best chance of getting to the second round. But uh, a big conversation with the NBA is now about one of the issues they continue to deal with year to year, and it's something that's becoming like a black mark on the league because it's the guys that go out there and play through injury. Like, that's the beauty of sports, right? Like, you don't have to be 100% healthy in order to play. We love that even feeling 75%, 70% of your normal self you go out there and put up a special performance. That that's that's what sports are about. We saw it all throughout the playoffs in the NFL with Patrick Mahomes. Like that's you know that's pretty much what what makes it special. So here was Anthony Edwards, when asked about one thing he would change about the NBA. Probably just all the guys sitting resting. That's the only thing I probably don't like. Just play, man. If you eighty percent, you got to play. I, I don't like all the sitting, missing games and stuff. Like these people might have enough money to come to one game. You know what I'm saying? And it, that might be the game they come to, and then you sitting out. You know what I'm saying? So I take pride in trying to play every game because I don't know. It might be one fan that has never seen me play, and I'm trying to play. So I don't. That's the only thing I don't like. Uh, guys just sitting out. So here's here's the thing. How how do you fix load manage, management? Everyone's trying to do it. I think the most important part to recognize is that it's not working. Everyone's getting hurt. All these stars are getting hurt. Curry's hurt. Durant's hurt. Giannis is hurt. Zion is hurt. LeBron's been hurt. Anthony Davis. Everyone is is, is dealing with injuries. So it's clearly not working. It would be different if there was data to suggest that resting stars made them more durable. It's not working. So you do have to find a way to correct it. And my idea would be as follows. The top two seeds in each conference pick their first-round opponents. So think about it. Denver right now has the one seed. Would you rather in the first round play the Lakers or Warriors, a red-hot Lakers team, red-hot Warriors team? Because if, if those teams do get in and they're the eighth seed, you know, based on where they are now, it means they finish the season strong. They are red-hot rolling into the playoffs. So if you're Denver, would you rather rather play a red-hot te- Warriors team with Steph, Clay, Draymond, Poole? Red, red-hot Lakers team with, with LeBron and Anthony Davis, D'Angelo Russell, or would you rather play a team like, with all due respect, the Kings or even the or even Dallas? So I think the top two seeds in each conference pick their first-round opponents. That puts priority on having those top two seeds because you get the ability to, to carve out the path of least resistance starting with a first-round series where you pick your opponent. So that's what I think you do with the top two seeds. And now the top four seeds get five home games throughout the playoffs. So the top two seeds pick their first-round opponents. The top four seeds get five home games throughout the playoffs. Owners care about their bottom line. You get five home games in a series. That's obviously helping your pockets. You are trying your best to, to, to be a top four seed. And then if you're a top two, you get the best of both worlds. You pick your opponent, and you get five home games. So that to me would be, and, and we could argue about the particulars, but that's where you start with how to fix load managing because you have to incentivize teams to, to care about the regular season. And if seeding doesn't matter, why are you caring about it? But by the way, I, I think 
if we, we we can blame the players, we can blame the organization, but also a culprit of this is the media, because I think that to some degree, us having every conversation start and end with, well, how many rings did you win, is hurting the product, because players are feeling that pressure of having to win a title, because the season becomes titled or bust if it, 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 you know if if you enter superstar territory. We don't celebrate athletes for individual individual accomplishments if the season doesn't end in winning a championship. Did we give the Warriors credit for setting the all-time regular season wins record in 2016, or did we crush them because they didn't win the finals? Giannis won back-to-back MVPs, but since his teams didn't win, no one cared. We ridiculed him and then made him ineligible for the MVP the next season until he made himself created, you know, a path to the Bucks being successful in the playoffs. And we're about to see that happen with Jokic, by the way. LeBron just broke Kareem's record, a record that many felt was unattainable. Most points ever scored in NBA history, but the Lakers don't win a championship, nobody's going to care. Did we celebrate CP3 going to Phoenix, immediately changing that culture and helping them, helping lead them to the finals? No, because they lost to Milwaukee. So we've devalued individual accomplishments so much that it's all about winning rings. So I think that's what that that's what's now happening to the NBA. Every team is trying is trying to best put themselves in position to to win championships, but it's coming at the cost of these players being available for every game. We've created a a sports talk environment where you're only judged by the amount of championship you win. And that explains why super teams are being created. That explains why all this resting is happening. The only two superstars off the top that I can think of that we really don't see take games off are Giannis and Jokic. But everyone's taking games off. Steph Curry, no, Steph Curry has returned and, and, and load managed. We've seen Steph take games off. But Giannis and, and Jokic are like the two guys that really... Don't take games. Now, Giannis right now is actually hurt. He hurt his wrist before the All-Star break. But I I think that's what's creating the problem here. And organizations, again, prioritizing resting guys because they want them to be ready for the long haul. And the playoffs are so long. Going through four rounds of the NBA playoffs takes months. But it's, it's, it's really hurting the product. So I think that this would be one of the ways you try to correct it incentivize teams to go all in on the regular season because it matters. Give them a, a, a benefit. And on top of that, you know, we also saw what a, what a disaster this All-Star weekend was. There is no way Adam Silver can be pleased with what that garbage we saw on display this past All-Star weekend. And again, it comes down. Guys don't want to get hurt. LeBron actually got hurt in the game. Went up, for, played defense, went up for a block, got hurt. Hurt his hand. I actually came across a video yesterday of a of an old All-Star game where you saw both teams competitive, East versus West, and it's Marbury and Kobe are going at it late in game. Kobe hit three straight jump shots to, you know, to put the West on top. And then Stephon Marbury comes down and hits a three, and, and you see the excitement from it. There, there is a, a way you can create excitement and intrigue in these games. Baseball, 
it does it the best of all these sports when it comes to the all-star festivities because it's it's an actual competitive game and the stars want to be involved. Football, you can't do it because the sport is too violent. And basketball, there's just too much of a priority on guys not getting hurt. Which, on one hand, I understand, but come on, can we get something better than what we what we had this past weekend? The guys are pulling up from half court. You're just doing that all game and layups. And by the way, what a slap in the face it is. Breakaway dunks. You're doing highlights. John Morant, Anthony Edwards. But you can't get these guys to participate in a slam dunk contest. That's a slap in the face. That's a slap in the face. 800-919-3776. Your thoughts on me fixing load management. Also can weigh in on the NFL conversation. Roger to the Jets. Daniel Jones asking for $45 million. Don't call him crazy. It's part of negotiating. It's part of negotiating. Doesn't mean the Giants have to give him that. But we'll continue to take your phone calls. Tidy Butler on Twitter. We're going to 10 o'clock right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. If you tie salaries and maybe even awards to games played, like you can only be on an all-NBA team or an all-star team or an MVP defensive player of the year, like these awards are important for these players because they're, they, they are kickers in contracts. You you make three All NBA teams, you you get this bonus. So I think if you if you start tying awards and salaries to games played in the season, that can also serve as a you know a, a aid in, in you trying to solve this issue. Joe Leo, you think that we can even televise the picking of your opponents? The ties. So I mentioned the top two seeds in each conference pick their first round opponents. Uh, cre- you can create your path of least resistance. You think we even televised this? Well, I mean, look, we televised an hour and a half of, you know, the draft for the All-Star game. We can make it an hour special of, you know, just going off of the first seeds, you know, the Celtics saying, ah, I want the Knicks. Or the Nuggets being like, hmm. Let me go and, and go up against, you know, let's say the Lakers make the playoffs, the Lakers. And plus, it gives them, like, it's like a March Madness thing, too, where the, you know, the opposing team also, like, there's a camera in their locker room, and, and you get that vantage point. And I think it's a money-making opportunity, and if that actually happens, TNT would jump all over it. You think you know how disrespected the 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 team that's picked would feel? It's bulletin board. Let's, let's say you're the Nuggets, and I, and I made the argument that if the if the Warriors or the Lakers get the eighth seed, it means that both of these teams uh, finish the season red hot. So if I'm the Nuggets, I really want no part of either of those teams. I don't want any part of a a healthy. Anthony Davis, LeBron James, the team that's red hot. I don't want the defending champions who are red hot with Steph Curry being healthy 
So you say, you know, in lieu of playing those teams, give me the Pelicans or give, give me the Kings, the Kings who have no experience. And the Kings are the three seed right now. They have no experience. So I think that 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 makes it fun. That that gives you bulletin board material. If you're the team that's being picked, you feel disrespected. So I feel like there are a lot of different ways we can go with this. 800-919-3776. Let's go to the boogie down and talk to Tony. What up, Tony? Hey, what's Hey, what's up, man? Thanks for taking my call. Of course, so, man. Just listening to to what you were saying about incentivizing with awards, I actually think you're on a little bit better of a track with that than you know the whole playoff idea and picking you know your opponent and and possibly um, having you know an extra amount of home games depending because I think that at some point you know it doesn't really ultimately solve it because there'll be points in the season, perhaps three quarters in, where teams are kind of nestled into their spot. You know, they don't really need to do too much. They know they're going to be the number one seed, number two seed, and they're kind of in there, and, and they'll still sit out games. So I don't know if that ultimately kind of fixes it now. Well, that's why – look, Tony, I'll let you finish, but that's why I also threw in the added bonus of if you're a top four seed, you get five home games. So let's just for a moment look at uh, the, the Eastern Conference right now. The Sixers start the second half of the season only two games back of the two seed. So, I mean, that's not, you know, that's not solidified yet. And in the Western Conference, you have the Clippers, the Suns, and the the Clippers, the Suns, the Mavericks, and Pelicans are four through seven, all separated by just one game. So that's why I do top two seeds, you get to pick your opponents, and then top four seeds, you get the five home games. It could could be. I mean, I haven't run the complete numbers to, to wonder whether or not that the closeness right now in the, in the standings is just an anomaly at this stage of the season. But, you know, I, I'll let you run with it for a little bit. But my, my other solution would be, you know, when you look at the bottom line on who the game's not being played by these players affects, right? Who does it affect? It affects the fan, mm-hmm. most importantly. And, and it affects ultimately the league overall. So a, a guy like Adam Silver, the, the, the owners still don't care necessarily because their goal is still to win a championship. And the players don't care necessarily because obviously they want to win a championship, but they're still getting paid. So that's why I said you might be on the right track with, with the league incentivizing games played and tying them to awards. And also as a fan, listen, great. You want to charge me a buck fifty to go sit on, in, in the nosebleed seats at a Nick game to go see them play against the Charlotte Hornets, right? Great. But if, oh, I'm sorry, not the Charlotte Hornets, we'll say Golden State. But if, if for some reason uh, um, Steph is not playing because he's load management, guess what? I'm going right to that ticket box office, and I'd like to get a little bit of my money back. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, it's man. only fair. I hear right? you. Because can you imagine you're going to go see Hamilton, right? And 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 uh, Lin Manuel's not not performing. He's, be he's low. It, it, it's like th- three plays in four nights, so he's he's load managing yeah, that second exactly, night. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And it's not any different. It's entertainment, yeah, and man. I think that the fans deserve that. So th- listen, God, thanks for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Well, listen, I, I, I hear that, which is why, first of all, if you're low in managing, you should be resting these stars at home. But even then, I don't like that. Play. Play basketball. This is what you're being paid to do. It is actually ridiculous that we, we are sitting here and having to talk about millionaires not playing a, a, a game. And it's more it's more to it than that, right? Like, it, it, it is an arduous season. It's a long season. And these guys have bodies that break down. But 
back to the initial point, the the, whole, the load management is not working. It's really not working. Kawhi's been load managing since he left San Antonio, and he's hurt every year. John is in Newark. What's up, John? Yeah, I, I have a different take on this, and I think it goes beyond load management and goes, you know, into the players really controlling this league. And that really comes down to LeBron James um, changing that. Um, and it's unwatchable during the season because of load management and because of players not really caring um, and, and the players having too much control. Um, LeBron James changed the league, and I don't think he's been good for the, NF- the NBA. Oh, my God. Um, He's a great man. He's a great father, um, and he stands for things that that matter in society. But he hasn't been good for the NBA. Mm. All right, uh, John, I appreciate your call, or I don't know if I actually appreciate it. So, uh, the worst case scenario, if if you're being fair and objective, the worst case scenario is LeBron James is the third best player in NBA history. I happen to think he's number one, but if you are someone who doesn't think LeBron's the greatest, the absolute worst case scenario is he's the third best player in NBA history. He's had an an incredible twenty year run in this league, unblemished, no off the court and off the court issues. He's always represented the league very well. He's played in ten NBA finals. All of those finals are rating well because everyone is either rooting for LeBron or no one feels indifferently about LeBron. You're either a super LeBron fan or you despise him, so you're watching him to to see him lose in the finals. He has been incredible. He's the number one all-time scorer. He's fourth all-time in assists. He's pretty much first or second in every playoff statistical category. And your argument is that this guy it was bad for the league. That that is a take right there. Like I and to say that this all started with LeBron, actually Greg Popovich started this with Tim Duncan with the whole resting thing. And it wasn't just Tim Duncan because we saw Manu and, and Tony and Kawhi all resting too. So if you really want to be accurate, that's where it started. You know what the problem is? For some odd reason, when all else fails, blame LeBron James. We blame LeBron for the dunk contest not being good. And we blame LeBron for 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 load management. <laughs> oh, we should be blaming LeBron for the, the, the balloons that gotta be shot down by the US government. Give me a break. Huh? Well, we go to Winfield to talk to Merv. What's up, Merv? Hey, what's up, Ty? How are you? Uh I was doing okay until that last call, so I need you to put me in a better mood. Tweet that! Well, I don't think I'm going to put you in a better mood because I'm going against your little jet theory here. Oh, well, listen, I love to go back and forth. I love going back and forth. Okay. So uh, here's my biggest thing is, like, I don't think you can say putting in a quarterback or whatever, all of a sudden you guys would have been, let's say, the AFC Championship and one pass away from going to the Super Bowl. I never never said that, though, Murph. I understand that, but you guys are saying – you would have definitely been in the playoffs when you can't really say that because football is such a game of inches by with coaching decisions, uh, injuries, a penalty here, a penalty there, you know, a, a drop pass. Everything comes into play. Does your quarterback help? Of course, if you have a much better quarterback. Yeah, but then Brees Hall's not getting as many touches or, you know, like, I don't know. I just I I think it's 
it's so much more than just the quarterback. I know. So Brees Hall isn't is, getting as many touches. Uh, the Packers had no issues with uh, dividing up the the touches in Green Bay with Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones got a lot of touches. He was pretty good. So good that they're bringing him back this year. But, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, play calling will be different. Now you got Hackett as your offensive coordinator, which, okay, you know, Peyton Manning said, uh, what was that other guy, how great he was. Adam Gase. Yeah, I mean. (laughs) Look at what he did. Yeah, yeah. So you you never know. I, I get it. It's definitely an upgrade. Um, but let's see what happens too, because I'm not a Jet fan, but I'm a New York other sports fan, and it's always the Knicks are getting this guy or this team. This guy's coming, and it seems like New York is always used as a lever to get something better for the player. Or you know, we always get disappointed. It seems like I hear that, and Merv, I appreciate the call. Listen, if the Jets finished last year four and thirteen, then there's an argument that yeah, you never really know what could have happened. Seven and ten, they missed the playoffs by two games, and they started seven and four. You cannot with zero quarterback play. You cannot with a straight face tell me that if they had Aaron Rodgers last year, they're 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 not making the playoffs. And I didn't say anything about being in the Super Bowl or one pass away. I just simply said they'd be a much better team. They'd be in the playoffs. And then entering next season, if you add Aaron Rodgers to this group, I think they're a contender. Before we hit a break, Lonnie's been holding. What's up, Lonnie, in Long Island? What up? Hey, how's it going, Mr. Ball? How's everything? Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, I have a couple of things. I just got to get these in. One on the Jets and one on uh, LeBron. I know that's your man. Listen, um, all my Jets, listen, if we can get Aaron Rodgers and don't have to give up the farm, I'll take him. But I don't want to give up all these draft picks. Listen, I'd rather go with Carr. Don't have to give up no draft picks. And if Beckham can stay on the field, we have another lineman. And I want to take Zach Wilson. We need to try to trade him, get a a draft pick. If we can't, just let him go. And Mike White will be the backup to one of these guys, Rodgers or Carr. And now on my LeBron thing, listen, no one's saying LeBron James, the great dude, great player. He played 20 seasons. Yeah, but we're not saying. He passed Kareem, yes. But Jabbar went to college when I last remembered UCLA. Mm -hmm. He played there at least three or four years. Mm -hmm. I mean, how are we not saying that that don't count? Wait, when, uh, he didn't have many years. Yeah, because Lonnie. So, so what doesn't happen is when we when we calculate all time NBA scoring, we don't include college scoring. That's that's not what happens. No, I understand what you're saying, but I'm saying LeBron. Yeah, he eclipsed Jabbar, but if Jabbar didn't go to college and went straight into the NBA, but he did go, to he college. would be like way ahead of him. But he did go to college. Uh, yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Um, but LeBron didn't. He didn't go to college. He went straight out. And Michael Jordan is the best all time, by far. Better than he's the best by far. So it's not even I'm, close. No. He, oh my goodness. <laughs> no, it's not even close. I mean, like not shot, like clutch, when we talk clutch. Michael Jordan was clutch. LeBron's oh. not clutch. He don't want to take that last. I mean, shot. Let me ask you a question, Lonnie. Let, let me ask you a question, yeah. Lonnie, I, because I love what you just said. You said LeBron is yeah. not clutch. I, I, no. So, so explain to me then why LeBron, who isn't clutch, is the all-time leader in NBA history in playoff buzzer beaters. 
Well, I never knew that. That's Ooh, a surprise to me. There we go. Because when I remember, no. I, I so let's not LeBron focus on what you remember. Let's off. talk about the LeBron, who is not clutch, being the all-time leader in playoff buzzer beaters. Let me hear your answer on that. I don't have an answer because okay. I did not know that. And there we but go. I always see him passing the ball mm. or, or not wanting to take that last shot to yeah. me. A lot of games because this is what happens, and I appreciate the call. We create narratives that aren't actually true. It's it's like the illusory truth effect. People say it. It might not be true, but you get enough people to say it. It makes it true. LeBron not being clutch has never been true, as we just proved. You didn't even know that he was the all-time leader in playoff buzzer beaters. If you want to say whatever about you know the Jordan-LeBron debate, the, the idea that it's not close is, to me is, is asinine. We, we always do the thing with LeBron, too, where it's like, well, if Kareem didn't go to college, if Jordan never retired, but it's only like a LeBron thing. We never do that with anything else. Whoever you feel is the all-time player in NBA history, I don't want to do that argument tonight, but it's LeBron James. Uh, Ty Butler returning on 9870 ESPN. LeBron This is the Ty Butler Show on 98.7 ESPN. So LeBron's not clutch, but, you know, in 2014, how did the finals end in Game 7? Him hitting a clutch jumper to beat the Spurs over Kawhi Leonard, the best perimeter defender in basketball. How did the 2016 finals end against the Warriors? LeBron hitting a free throw to beat the 73-win Warriors. But, yeah, LeBron's not clutch. I know, I know, I know. Danny in the Bronx, what's up? Hey, Ty, what's going on, brother? How you doing today? Doing very well, man. Talk to me. Well, I like that start with LeBron. Never, I didn't even know about it. I had to make sure my little brother didn't hear it because he would have, you know, he would have tried to use that against me. But uh, that was a great stat. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you, man. <laughs> no, but I hear you talking about the back-to-backs. You know, I was thinking, I like, I like your take on where the guy's got to play a certain amount of games to be eligible for the awards and, you know, to get the, the prize money, whatever, as you may. But what do you think about, like, getting rid of, like, the back-to-back games? Hey, and I- then, go ahead. I was going to say, getting rid of the back-to-backs altogether is tough because the season's already too long. Yeah. So now we're talking about getting rid of games, which I don't think the owners would go for. And personally, look, I would love a 70-game season because the regular season is too long. But I don't know that getting rid of all all the backs-to-backs while keeping 82 is is the, the right see, thing to do. I don't think they're going to be able to keep that 82 if they current, you know, they're worried about the load management. You know, because like the other thing I was thinking is like, Say one week you have like three games, and next week you have four games to, to kind of give the guys their bodies a little bit of time to rest. You know what I mean? But like you said, you got to get rid of the back to backs, but they got to cut down the season a little bit. Yeah. But it, like you, like you had said earlier, it's crazy that you got to like beg millionaires to to play ball. <laughs> and that's what it all comes down to. And I appreciate the call, Danny. The fact that we're sitting here having a conversation about, well, you know, here's what we can do to help millionaires play basketball is just lunacy. Lonnie and Harlan wants to chop it up. What's up, Lonnie? Sensei, what's going on? How we doing? Yo, we're doing very well, man. We're doing very well. Yeah, what's going on? I just wanted to call in and uh, first of all, shout out to the company. How we doing, family? Um, yeah, but I called in because, you know, everybody's been talking about Aaron Rodgers and, you know, I'm not no Jets fan and I like that. I'm a Giants fan, but I am an Aaron Rodgers fan. And as I was telling Joe Leo when I was talking to him, it's like, to me personally, I think the Jets should go after Aaron Rodgers and it's because of certain reasons. Derek Carr doesn't necessarily have playoff, uh, 
because the whole thing is to get to, to push the playoffs. He doesn't have that playoff uh, experience. Aaron Rodgers has plenty of it. Now he may has not had he may has he may have not won a lot lately, but he does have the experience. And I was, as I was telling Julio, he brought it up to me too. It's just like imagine going into the playoffs with three rookies. You got your offensive head, your offensive coordinator, your head coach, and your quarterback not knowing what they got to do. I don't think that's going to bode well for y'all. Now, I would expect if you get Aaron Rodgers for the next two to three years, possibly if he sticks around for that third year, possibly, you guys can actually go on an exciting run. And I was, as I was telling Joe I'm not a Jet fan, but I sat here and watched every Jet game for the last couple of years, or well, last, I don't know, God knows how many years. So I, I know the pain that y'all go through because I went through it for the last – Look how long it is for the Giants until this year we gracefully made the playoffs and we we won a game and and now we're all in flux because we don't know what to pay Danny Jones. But that's neither here nor there. Let's talk about the Jets. So I just think that Aaron Rodgers is the best play for y'all because I just think he can bring he can bring you to the playoffs and he can carry y'all through there because I don't think y'all coaching and your offensive coordinator because we've seen what he did as a head coach. Good God, <laughs> I just think. I, I just think Aaron Rodgers is the best play for the Jets. Like he may come with all the outside, off the field stuff, but all y'all should really be worried about is what he's doing in between exactly. those lines and and in the practice field. And yes, he does need to get here if he comes. Like if if that's if that's what the, the move is, he needs to get here and he needs to work with his young receivers. And the guy earlier talking about if Garrett Wilson drops the ball, he's gonna blame Aaron Rodgers. What? You're telling me if Aaron Rodgers hits this man right in the hand, you're going to blame Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> I think he meant that. Was, he was making a, a play on, you know, Rodgers last year, talking about his young receivers not running routes correctly. So is that that's what he's alluding to, like the, you know, in the, in the OTAs and the training word, camp. You got to word that a little. You got to word that a little better for us. <laughs> Come on, don't, don't be talking about if the guy, if the ball hits the man in the hand, how you going to blame Aaron Rodgers? And this is and this is what I'm talking about. He does that. To me, Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback. I know um, Tom Brady is literally the GOAT, but to me personally, as far as my eyes have seen, I believe Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback I've seen. Like for the 33 years that I've been watching, you know, living in the 20-something years I've been watching football. So, like I said, I just think Aaron Rodgers is your best play. I hope y'all do get him because it would be great for me to be able to like know that this man is local. Exactly, and having this type of star power, and I appreciate the call, Lonnie, who's done what he's come to done. Having this type of star power in New York is exciting. I I understand, you know, if you're a a Jet skeptic, it's because of what what you've been subjected to. But listen, you know, the, the, the bad juju and the misfortunes have to end at some point. Before we hit a break, let's go to Bayside and squeeze in Mike real quick. What's up, Mike? Hey, I think I just want to make your mood better by telling you LeBron is the greatest player to have ever played the game, and I will tell you why. Let me hear it. It's always a debate between LeBron and Jordan, LeBron and Jordan. Okay, when LeBron came into the league, who was on his team? He had Mo Williams and a bunch of guys. Zadrunas Hilkowskis and just a bunch of guys, really. Anderson Barajow. And what happened to the team? I'm pretty sure they made the playoffs, did they not? <laughs> yeah, in the second season, yeah. Second season, okay. Yes. He makes the players around him better. He makes his team better. He goes on to a team, that team is automatically going to make the playoffs. Correct. Jordan had Pippen, he had Rodman. Jordan's great. LeBron is the greatest who have ever done it. Any team he has gone to, that team has been a contender. 
He makes the players better. That's why I believe he's the greatest player to ever play the game. Well, I appreciate the Thank call, you. Mike. I don't really have anything to disagree with. We are up against it. So hour number three is coming up. Make sure you guys stay locked and loaded for that. We're going to get into a bunch of other things. Get back to the football. Uh, talk some baseball as well as we're going until 10 o'clock. Ty Butler in for Dan Grasso right here on 9870 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.